there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network. Smith for the feet. He's to the 10. The 5. Touchdown! Evans up the middle to the five into the end zone. Touchdown, Eastern Michigan. Straight from the 734, it's the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by the Foling Warehouse. Your weekly chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. This episode of the Eastern Insider, we talk a little volleyball and we recap football and get you set for a car show, Tom. It is car show week, as and Chris Creighton has teased it's going to be huge. What was your first car? I was a Honda Civic. Not exactly car show worthy. How about yours? A Grand Marquis, but like my dad's an auctioneer, yeah. so everything we got was from auctions. I don't remember the year of it. Keep in mind, I was high school in the 80s, but it was like a boat. Oh, I could totally see you having a boat driving around. All navy blue, exterior and interior, with plastic. It wasn't leather. It had to be plastic seats. And, uh, yeah, it had cassette just rolling around in that boat. You were just picking up the chicks in in (laughs) Celine, weren't you? Oh, you don't don't think they loved the Grand Marquis? Oh, Oh, they loved it. No, it wasn't a chick getter. Wheels are wheels. Wheels are wheels. A to B. Better than two legs. So it'll be the second annual car show. I know Coach is excited and giddy to have the cars out. I know your family with the auctions and everything else, they love cars. Southeast Michigan, what better tie? I mean, it's blue collar. It's Plus, it brings in this, this different dynamic to the game. You've already got the factory. You've got the turf that looks like a parking lot. A car fits into the whole yep. blue collar scheme of what's going on here. And so, listen, it's a great idea. And if it, it brings more people out to the stadium and, and you can get the W, go for it. It's also band day. 19 high school bands and twirlers from across the state are poised to serenade the crowd. So I know uh, for those fans that love WEMU, music, football, everything's in store. Maybe we'll get Rob Rubick out there directing a band Maybe. at halftime. I was briefly in the band in school. Ooh, junior what? high. Saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah. Wasn't great at it. I, I probably couldn't have been worse at the instrument. And uh, when you're in the junior high, too, the uniform was because sometimes you're you're marching 
Oh, yeah. Like in hot weather. So you wore like this yellow sweater, V-neck sweater, but they gave us dickies to wear underneath it <laughs> that you could see through the yellow sweater. So I, I look like uh, Cousin Eddie in Christmas Vacation. Oh, great. Remember that when great. he's in? Yeah, that's a tremendous. Don't fall in love with it, Clark. It's going with us when we leave next month. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lines that I could quote from I love that, that movie. movie. Uh, so you look at the week that was. EMU football was in Minnesota. Defense hung their hat and played every bit of what they wanted to in that game. Just too long on the field. Yeah, 40 minutes Minnesota had the football but if defense does win championships, then I feel good about where this Eastern yep. Michigan team is defensively. On the offensive side of the ball, they couldn't pick up a first down in the second half. They had some struggles there. It was good to see Jesus Gomez back kicking field goals. He accounted for all six points. But offensively, they never really found that rhythm, and that's something they've got to solve, not down the road. It's got to be solved going into that UMass game because UMass and Don Brown are going to bring it you know, they're already a little yep. bent. They came here last year. Close game. Joe Sparacio had a big hit. Oh, you yeah. hear it in the, the intro of the, the game intro. The, whoa, you know, Sparacio yeah. lit a guy up in the backfield, which stopped that last drive for them and gave us the victory. So UMass is coming in heated. They're one and two. Um, they, they played Auburn. That's one of their losses. They weren't going to win that game. And then they played kind of a shootout against Miami Saturday after like six hours. Yeah, they had to wait around. Delays. Yeah, I mean, we're, we were done before they were. I was trying to think by the time Miami got back to Ohio, the sun was probably coming up. Because I don't think you can fly out of Amherst. No, you had to go back to Connecticut, Connecticut or Rhode Island to fly, or Boston, I guess. And you can't fly into Oxford, so they got to go into Dayton and then bust down to Oxford. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun. No, but well, you know what? We're not going to send you any sympathy letters. We've had some trips, too. The one coming up in Jacksonville. Yeah, I was going to say Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State in a couple not, weeks is not, not going to be an easy trip. Eagles and Minutemen this weekend. We'll have the call on 89.1 WEMU as well as the Varsity Network app. I know you're intrigued to see what UMass is going to do. They played three quarterbacks. They lost their quarterback. Yeah. Had a backup. So it's a mixed bag of what you can expect. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Like maybe you're preparing for one type of style of quarterback and then another one comes at you and it's a, a whole different ball of wax. Uh, and it goes back to what we talked about just a minute yep. ago with his defense. Chase Klein is back healthy. Oh, that, he that was makes murdering it, Oh, he was a beast out there. And I mean, don't overshadow Sparacio, who had 14 yeah. tackles, eight solos. With the two of them in there, it's a completely different animal of defense. The, the defensive secondary, I think, has been great. You haven't seen explosives against this defense in week nope. one or week two. No one's gotten deep on them. They've played tremendous in the secondary. It's been a bend-don't-break defense, so you got to feel good about that going into the UMass game. Minnesota's longest play was 22 yards. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. How many times have we been in these Power 5 games and we've seen explosive after explosive? We saw it on the ground against Wisconsin. We saw it in the air against Kentucky. I mean, there's yeah. those teams have explosive players, and at some point they're going to expose you. That has not been the case uh -uh. with this defense. Yep. And I remember talking with Kempton Shine during training camp, and he goes, most talented secondary I've seen here at Eastern Michigan since I arrived on campus. Well, and no one's throwing against them. I mean, they're only giving up 155 yards per game. Uh, they're allowing just 54% completion percentage. That's phenomenal. They got beat up on the run this past week. Yeah. But that a part of that is just, you know, 
we helped them out a little bit with a couple pass interference penalties. One of their long drives, 30 of the yards yep. of it, of a 94-yard drive, we gave to them on some pass interference calls. I don't know if the one on PV was really pass interference. Yeah, they he was more darting for the ball, yeah. going for that path. And then uh, it was interesting. Creighton told us, too, go back and look at the film. They, they fumbled the ball at the start of the game. The ref said it was out of bounds. Even Creighton watching it live thought it was out of bounds because we recovered that in bounds. Immediately, we'd be at the, the Minnesota 35 with the rock right out of the gate. Right. And you and I probably weren't playing, paying attention because we're so busy setting. you got starters worrying about everybody coming in off the field, making sure your call's right. We didn't even see it. And the monitor in the booth is way delayed. Yeah. So by the time the next play's starting, it's really showing the previous play. So you're kind of trying to keep an eye on it. But no one reacted nope. like it was a fumble. The ball came loose, went out of bounds. Watching it live, I'm like, oh, that would have been a nice turnover. To, to everybody live, yeah. it looked like it wasn't until later you look at the film and you're like, all right, what are we doing, Big Ten Network there? You couldn't uh, we couldn't get a buzz down on that? Home cooking. Home, Home cooking. Cook uh, so the Eagles and Minutemen will get at it this weekend, 2 o'clock start. Tickets, cmueagles.com slash tickets. Our other special guest this week has a football connection, but has been very, very good on the volleyball court this year, and that's Kelly Minshew. Kelly Minshew, star for the volleyball team here at Eastern Michigan. Her brother, yes, is Gardner who is a quarterback with the Colts. He saw a little action in mm -hmm. week one after their starter got knocked out. Callie says she is the most talented athlete in the family. So she pulls no punches, but she's one of three kids. And it'll be great because we'll get into her talking about her family, what it was like growing up down in Mississippi. She's a grad transfer from Mississippi State. It's her second year here. Why she came to Ypsilanti. There's a lot of good stuff in that interview. So even if you're not into volleyball or that's not your sport, She's got a lot of fascinating stuff to say, so I think a lot of people will find it interesting. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun one. She has been phenomenal. I think nine straight games with double-digit kills now, and Eastern Michigan's starting to get things turned around. They swept Chicago State. Uh, they'll be back in action this week in Chattanooga, so a good location to start sweeping some people. Choo-choo, Chattanooga. Yeah. The mocks. Yeah, and she wants to leave the program better than she found it. They were 5-25 and 25 yep. a year ago. They got a new coach, Kevin Foman, who is not getting a lot of sleep because he wants to get this program turned around. He also has three very young kids, five, three, and eight months old. Right. Um, and his wife was a phenomenal volleyball player at Maryland. She was a two-time captain. Mm -hmm. uh, she played pro ball in Puerto Rico, played for the Puerto Rican national team. Um, I did have a chance to talk to him. And we'll ask, hear from him next yeah. week on the show. Yeah. So set your reminder right now. You'll want to tune in for that one. Plus, again, he was a baseball player by trade, not a volleyball Pitcher, guy. minor leagues for six years. Yeah. Bounced around, and he played. He, I don't think he ever thought he was actually going to make it to the majors, but he loved baseball so much he didn't want to give up on it. And then we'll ask him, too. So how do you go from that to coaching volleyball at the Division One level if baseball's your background? It'll be interesting. It'll be a good one. So plenty in store here on the Eastern Insider. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we would be remiss, though, if it is September 11th. It's a day that uh, or nationwide we live to remember those that lost their lives today in a, a tr terrible 
act of uh, craziness that happened that day. Where Do you remember where you were on September 11th? I was a sports director at Fox 6 in San Diego. I had just gone, uh, just gotten back from Washington because the wife and I had gone up with friends to watch Michigan play against the Huskies oh, yeah? up in Seattle. Uh, we'd gotten back and I remember I was sleeping. My producer called me and said, what are we going to do today? And I, I thought he was like, Wanting to stack the show, yeah. like, oh, we got yeah, we got this and that. Yeah, we got the Chargers, we got this, that. And he goes, no, have you turned on the TV? And I said, no. And and then we turned on the TV, and I think like a lot of people, you just sat stunned all day right. watching everything unfold. Where were you? I was getting ready for class here at Eastern, so I had a sports marketing class that morning, and flipped on TV before I left, and saw a little, but. Buildings certainly hadn't collapsed at that point when I'm off to class. So then I'm in class and then we find out classes are canceled. And yeah, it just, it, it was surreal. You yeah. just, it, you felt like this is something made for, made up on TV. Like it was not real. And then the just tragedy that lived and more you found out about it and sad. So sad. Yeah. So I know all these years later, we still, Remember those that, that lost their lives and uh, tip the cap to the first responders and everybody who then stood up to the challenge yeah. to, to go not only that day, but all the people that raced into the police and military. And Have you been to New York City? I have never been to New York City. I, had to ch- I mean, I've been many times, but uh, last time took the family and we went to ground zero and went through the museum, if you will, and everything that's yep. un- underground and everything. And it's really, it's really impactful hmm. to go down there and see everything. So not that we wanted to, to slow down the conversation, but certainly uh, our job to remember and uh, remind people. I was thinking about it because we had TJ PV today at the football press conference. And I know he's not a guy that was right there in it, but you think about, he's a high school kid that ends up deciding he wants to go be a part of Air Force and help protect mm-hmm. our country. Yeah. Ultimately, he's not there, things didn't work out, but just for him to the selflessness to, yeah. to want, say, country before me. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's an amazing person, and uh, I have a great deal of respect for everyone who has served yep. in the first responders in this country. Couldn't have said it any better. So we have to take a pause, but plenty in store. Kelly Minshew, followed by Chris Creighton on this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. You already know Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan gives you access to the largest network of top doctors and hospitals. What you may not know is that with our 24-hour nurse line, online visits, whole health support, urgent care, and more, you can access the care you need whenever and wherever you need it, giving you the confidence in knowing that you're covered anytime, anywhere. We're here for it all. And always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. It's here. Bowling Warehouse. And sports will never be the same. Bowling combines the best of bowling and football. But you don't have to be good at either to have a great time at the Bowling Warehouse. Ipsy Ann Arbor's newest place to play is now open. 20 lanes, two bars, over 100 beers. The Bowling Warehouse at the corner of Washtenaw Golfside in Ypsilanti, where everyone comes to play. Eastern fans, it's time for your weekly dose of all the goings-on around EMU Athletics in just 60 seconds. 
On Sunday, September 10th, women's soccer takes on Valparaiso at Secluna Field at 1 p.m. Come out and support your Eagles as they host Senior Day at halftime of the contest against the Beacons. Moving on to Monday, September 11th, the men's golf team tees it off the River Run Collegiate in Davidson, North Carolina. It's a day of skill and precision on the greens. They'll be at it all day long. They wrap up play at Davidson on Tuesday, September 12th, looking to take home the title. As we look ahead to Friday, Volleyball's serving up the excitement at the Chattanooga Classic in Tennessee starting at 11 a.m. Also, men's and women's cross country will be racing at the Mel Brott Collegiate Open in Bowling Green. That gets started at 5.30. And on Saturday, September 16th, volleyball continues to spike the competition at the Mox Classic with two more matches, this time against Gardner-Webb and another against Moorhead State. Plus, football's back at home at Ryanerson facing UMass at 2 o'clock. It's band day as well as the annual car show, so it's going to be an action-packed weekend for the Eagles. To find scores, schedules, or tickets, visit emueagles.com. All right, joining me now, Callie Minshew. It's interesting because the name Minshew, I looked it up because you don't see that name a lot. And I got on some rabbit hole website and it said, if you took a random grouping of 100,000 people, zero people would have the name Minshew. <laughs> it's kind of a rare name. Do you know yeah. a lot? I mean, outside of your family, have no. you ever come across another Minshew? I, I haven't. I mean, if you're not related to me, then... Do you know what it means? No, I'm, I heard my dad say it was like Russian, but I, I have no It's clue. like Russian. He wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. It's he, like Russian. It's Russian or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Now, Callie, you're, you're a transfer from Mississippi State. It's your second mm-hmm. year at Eastern Michigan. What led you to be a grad transfer and think, all right, I'm going to Ypsilanti. I want to play volleyball there. <laughs> One of my biggest things when I was uh, in the transfer portal, I wanted to actually go far from home. Uh, Mississippi State was only two hours from home, and uh, my brother, he moved 36 hours from home and said it was one of the best decisions he ever made. So I was looking for schools that were outside of my comfort zone, kind of far away from home, but still had that homey feeling. And when Mm -hmm. I came here and visited all the girls, I knew like they were going to be my family. They were going to be my home, away from home. So I just loved when I came up here, and I love the city of uh, Ypsilanti, and then I also love that you have Ann Arbor. There's so much to do, and um, yeah. Was it the cowbells that drove you nuts down at Mississippi State? <laughs> no, I actually Do they have those the at cowbells. the volleyball games, too? They do them everywhere? Yes, they do, actually. Because <laughs> I know if you're a visiting team, that could grate oh, on you yeah, a little bit with the bells. Them, but when but it's if you're a home team, it's your bulldog. Great. You're like, yeah, ring oh, yeah. the bell. <laughs> you mentioned your brother. For those who don't know, your brother's Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. who's a quarterback right now with the Colts. Gardner is also a unique name. Yes, that is a family name. It's my grandmother's maiden name. So. Really? Yes. And then my dad is Gardner Flitminchu. And so Gardner is Gardner Flitminchu. So your dad's second. name is also Gardner. Yes. Okay. And you guys grew up in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What was it like family-wise growing up? Like what was the family interest? Like what was normal activities for the Minshew family? Um, I mean, we're all very close. There's five of us. I have an older sister, um, as well. Our name's Meredith and all very competitive, very, um, very close. Um, Gardner's 27, Meredith's 25. I'm 22. So all very close. And you're the youngin'. I am the youngest. Was that best, tough? Best part of best part. Why is it the best part? I mean, I got everything. Not, not, <laughs> not spoiled, but at that I point mean, they're like, this is the third kid. You get yeah. everything, right? <laughs> I mean, best friends with my mom. I'm a dad's girl. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, they're my biggest supporters. I, I love my family to death. Do you so. have a good competitive story with a sibling of? Yeah. I mean, Gardner was really, um, the 
sporty one. So, I mean, anything like competitive with sports, like Gardner was always like super competitive, always hold me, held me accountable. And all. Can you beat him in anything? Yes. What? I'm actually more athletic than him. Really? Yes. <laughs> and so he'll like, admit it too. So, if, if, I mean, basketball or what? Like what would be something uh, you could beat him in? Oh, I played soccer all growing up. So soccer was one of my big things. I could beat him in soccer. So when did the passion for volleyball start? Because you attended Brandon High School in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You won back-to-back state championships there, which is awesome. You're already in the high school Hall of Fame. <laughs> How does that happen? Like, don't they usually want to take a little time? Like, <laughs> I, we know she won back-to-back state titles and she was all that, but let's wait until maybe she's 30 before we put her in the Hall of Fame. When, when did they put you in the Hall of Fame? Well, I got Hall of Fame my senior year. It was more of like an academic Hall of Fame kind of thing. Oh, okay. So it was not technically like a sports Hall of Fame. But, but it will. I mean, they yes. might as well, right? <laughs> you, I guess. Four point, you were like one of those crazy, smart students? Yeah, I took my academics very seriously in high school. And my, my high school is honestly the best. I loved it there. I loved, I had the same coach from, I started volleyball in seventh grade and um, coach Kelsa Walker, she was my coach since seventh grade and got me to like fall in love with volleyball. And I mean, she's one of the big reasons why I'm still playing today. Is that I, when you knew this is my sport? This is yes. what I want to do. I want to play volleyball. I, um, I played soccer since I was three and I actually hurt my hip. And when you play like select soccer, it's like year round. And I think I was just getting so burned out. And um, I tried something different. I tried volleyball, immediately fell in love with it. And I still played soccer all throughout high school. I played school soccer. Um, what position in soccer? I was a middle defender. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and like my soccer coach was awesome too. Jeremy Short, he was one of the best coaches I ever had. And then Kelsa stuck with me all throughout high school. And then she's still one of the top people I call today when I need a confidence booster. And uh, she loves me like she's one of her own. So here's the thing about volleyball. It hurts. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you can ever, do you ever get used to the ball on the forearm? If you're, I mean, you do, but you it definitely hurts. still have some bruises. I actually have, I'm bruised right now. So, so it doesn't like you, the scar tissue doesn't build. I mean, is, there's no point where you're just like, you guys make it look so easy anytime. Now, obviously I'm playing at family reunions or something like that, but I'm like, this, this ball is too hard. Like it hurts. <laughs> it does hurt. And I mean, it's just something I guess you get used to gradually, but I mean, it doesn't stop hurting. We're talking with Callie Minshew, who plays volleyball here at Eastern Michigan. You got a new head coach and you guys are really trying to turn this program around. How difficult is that? Uh, I mean, it's pretty difficult. You know, we struggle with uh, confidence, I think, as a team, as players. And I think our mental game is something that still needs to be built up. But um, I know we can be so, so good, so successful. It's just like little things that I think, you know, coach has little things that he implements and it's us getting used to it, staying more disciplined. And But I, I think it'll happen. And I think it's going to be a long, hard road. But when we get there, it's just going to be so worth it. It's going to be so amazing. I talked to your coach, Kevin Foman, and he's 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 not getting a lot of sleep right now because I know he's like it's <laughs> he's in his first year. He also has three very young kids and yeah. he's like, you're a leader on this squad. How much of that burden do you feel to get things straightened out before you walk out the door? I wouldn't necessarily call it a burden. I mean, I knew coming in as a fifth year, like I have a lot of experience. I've dealt with a bunch of things. I've had a losing season and I've had a really successful winning season. So I kind of know like what to expect. And I'm just there to help my girls get through it, you know, push them because I know that they can be at their best and, you know, hold them accountable 
to make sure they're always at their best. And I think, um, but I wouldn't call it a burden. I, it's more of a, I don't even know what you would say. It's more of like a accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love being a leader. I've always been more of a leader, even in seventh grade. And, um, I just like helping people reach their best. And yeah, it's not a burden. Is there some of that sense too? I'm going to leave this program better than I found it. Oh, 100%. Every program I ever go to, leaving it way better than I found it. What's your favorite thing to do in Ypsilanti? In Ipsy? Yeah. Um, in the area. In the area. Um, I love the fall time. It's great. It's so beautiful here. There's not really, we don't get fall in the South. So, um, you just get hot and less hot, hot, and then it'll go cold. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but yeah, it's so beautiful in the fall. And then you have, um, I think it's wired's. Yeah, like a, orchard. The, yeah. yeah. So, and their cider is so good. So, me and my roommate. You don't really have like, that in Mississippi, do no, you? No, we don't. What was it like the first time you're like, I'm going to have a like a cinnamon donut and <laughs> some cider? I mean, it just felt so like like fall in the books kind of thing. Like, you just. You're like holding that. your cup. Let's put this on yeah. the gram. Like, oh, this is like, I've seen this in yeah, commercials. Yeah, sweater. Yeah, the leaves <laughs> are changing. Yeah. I've got my cider. Yeah. Do you like the cider cold or do you like a hot cider? Hot. Hot cider. See, I can't so, drink hot liquids. Me and my me and my roommate Emily will go buy like two gallons of it, <laughs> just drink it. So we're coming week. right into your sweet spot oh, in the yeah. season now. It's it's, it's happening. We soon. talked about it yesterday, talking about how we have to go get some gallons. So final question I wanted to ask you: Your thoughts? Nebraska played a game at home Insane. in front of ninety thousand plus. What did, what did you think watching that? I mean, I, I honestly couldn't imagine playing in front of that many people. Like. So cool. It's so amazing for the sport of volleyball. And uh, I'm just so happy that people like supported and showed out. And like, I think we should try it at the factory. I think we should too. I think it'll, I think it'd be a hit. Why not? I right? Know. People always, volleyball is so fun to watch. Yes. So, I mean, if you come out and you watch, like you're going to have a fun time. It's a fun game. Have you ever tried like beach volleyball? I have. Hated it. I'm not uh, a sand person. I think my legs would explode. It's oh, too, yeah. you people to don't be, understand like, how hard it is. Yeah. In shape. Yeah. I, but I also hate sand. So <laughs> well, then it's perfect. You're on the ball. floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kelly Minshew, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And, oh, and good you. luck with the rest of the season. Thank and good so luck much. this fall as you have cider and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I will, for sure. All right, thank thank you. you. This episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast is brought to you by National Trails Bus. Safety, comfort, reliability. Come ride with us, as well as Trinity Health. Trinity Health is the preferred health care provider of EMU Athletics. Get top-tiered orthopedic and spine care to get you back in the game, as well as standard printing and design, the standard of excellence in design and print for small business. You're listening to the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by The Folding Warehouse, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Now let's get back to the action with Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. Our weekly conversation with Eastern Michigan head coach Chris Creighton as the Eagles will be back home this week to take on the Minutemen of UMass at the factory on Saturday at 2 o'clock start. But before we do, let's take a look back at the week that was. EMU was on the road in Minnesota, a tremendous defensive effort, but ultimately you found ways to get Minnesota to not be able to find the end zone. Four times they have the ball inside the five-yard line, and the defense able to turn them away one time on downs and hold the field goals three times. That is ultra deflating the opposition when you're able to do that. Yeah, and I would add, you know, all the way to whatever it was, 20, 29 seconds left in the game. Right. You know, where in 29 seconds it's hard to make up that that deficit. <clears throat> 
But, um, you know, our defense played super hard um, all the way to the very, very end. And, you know, we took the ball away twice. That's something that uh, is very hard to do versus Minnesota. And I know it was the latter part of the game there, but gosh, still gave us a chance. We're down two scores, you know, even though it felt maybe like more than that. The reality of it is it was a two score game. And uh, so I'm really, really proud of our our defense's um, effort and execution. When la- you look back at last year, turnovers started to come in bunches. And it started in a way, Luke Cameron had the, the fumble force that rolled out of bounds. Justin Jefferson then gets the fumble, and then later Bennett Walker the pick. How does the turnover mentality start to happen when things start flowing that way? <laughs> well, it's interesting you say it was Joe Sprasio on their first offensive play right on our sideline. When you go back and watch the film, it was a fumble yeah. that we recovered. Really? He, he was not out of bounds. And when I, I was right there, and I just thought he was out of bounds. Yeah. But when you go back and look at the tape, then that would have obviously been a, a huge play in the game. But yeah, uh, you know, taking the ball away two times versus Minnesota, like I said, I mean, uh, that that is close to bunches. Uh, they do a, a really good job with ball security. We're the first time in two plus years now that they've lost the turnover um, battle and won the game. Previous to our game, they'd lost every time that they'd lost the turnover ratio and had won every time that they had won it. And so, yeah, just uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about it and trying to perfect, you know, ball disruption and and taking the ball away and um, really believe that uh, uh, this will be a big year. Uh, for takeaways for us. On the offensive side of the football, another strong game for Samson Evans. Not able to find the end zone, but still able to run the ball effectively in the first half. 11 carries, 73 yards. Uh, But then, for the first time, we really got to see a good dose of Blake Daniels, your big tight end that I know a lot of people like, wow, he can move and he's powerful. Yeah, so, you know, starting, you know, with our run game, Samson was running hard, you know, Jalen um, was the second play of the game. We're pitching to him there. We were in, into the boundary and did an awesome job, got us a first down. And so our plan was to get an early lead and try to get them out of being able to try to control the game, you know, by mm-hmm. running the football. And we just weren't, weren't able to do that. We were right with them all the way through the half, you know, exchanging field goals and and whatnot, yep. but uh, trying to put some pressure on them. And so in the second half, um, at some point in the third quarter, you know, we had to, to try to start because yep. they were, you know, eating up so much clock. They had the ball for 40 minutes um, that uh, we weren't getting outside of what we do. It just, you know, we, we needed to try to get some more chunk plays and, and uh, get something going. You know, otherwise we feel as though we would have been able to run the ball really efficiently all the way throughout. When you look back at this game, I know there'll be moments that you, you always wish I had one or two plays. Is there a moment that stood out to you of like, if we just make a play here or there, the, the, the change in either momentum or something happens? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> going back and watching the film, you know, we took the ball away from them on the very first on their very first offensive yeah. play. And again, I didn't realize that during the game, so it's not really the the answer to the question that you asked. You know, when we ran, we ran a double move there with Tanner out of the out of the slot, had it really well protected, and just missed him. You know, which would have been a a really long, deep, explosive pass for a yeah. touchdown. Uh, and I think would have put us at 10-10 at that point. And so momentum in the back end mm-hmm. of the second quarter, That I, I think that would have been um, you know, a, a big deal for us. This week, the opponent, uh, the Minutemen of UMass, as they come in following a lengthy weather delay against Miami back at home. They had to sit around for more than six hours in that delay. 
and finished the game well after midnight. Granted, it's a home game. Your team was on the road. But uh, how much now do you look at this UMass team and say, they're much different offensively than a year ago, where I know they struggled in that category. Yeah, when you look at UMass last year, and again, we played them you know, relatively early and whatnot, but uh, you know, here, it was Don Brown's first year as head coach. He's you know, um, obviously very involved with the defense, and he, because we played him a year before, before that staff, and you know, ended up you know, scoring some points and, and moving the ball and, and beat them at their place. And it was a different team, um, you know, under his leadership, uh, specifically uh, defensively. I mean, they were, they were, they gave everybody fits um, uh, and, uh, you know, fits really, really well coached and difficult, but they're, uh, you know, they were not from what they've shown so far, they, they were not as effective offensively last year compared to what they are mm-hmm. already this year. I mean, that started in the first game against uh, New Mexico State, you know, won the bowl game last right. year, and they went in there and scored over 40 points on them. And just, it was like, oh my gosh, now they're going to play this really difficult defense and they've got firepower offensively. So uh, their their quarterback got injured in the second game against Auburn and their backup though, with a week of prep, um, really played well against Miami right. and is different than their starter. You know, more of a passer and is a good athlete, but the their starter is somebody who can pass, but then has just been crazy effective, you know, running the ball and super explosive. And so, you know, we're going to have to get ready for both of them. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a a a super tough challenge. It's an oddity to play a non-conference opponent more than twice in back-to-back years. Your team will play them now for the third straight year and then go to UMass next year. It's the second time since you've been at Eastern Michigan that you've had this anomaly. Think back, you had Old Dominion in the regular season twice, and then you get them in the bowl game. Does that make it easier or harder because you know so much familiarity with, with each other? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I don't know if it makes it, it's a, it's a good question, but, you know, we've, we've played Toledo and, right. and Ball State and Northern Illinois and Western Central every year. So I, it's hard to say that it, it's easier. I mean, um, you do become, you know, more familiar. Uh, there's no question with that. Now with the coaching change, the three years is really just becomes last year because they're, they're completely different, um, than the first year that we played them. But, uh, and, you know, with, the with the transfer portal and, and whatnot, you know, teams can change more in one year um, than than they used to. So, you know, there's some some new faces out there that uh, that we'll be facing on Saturday. Eagles will be looking for their seventh straight non-conference home win on Saturday. It's a, a combination of chrome, both on and off the field. As you look at it, Eastern will be having plenty of cars in and around the stadium and also be band day. So you look at the Chrome instruments, Chrome on the car, big time atmosphere coach. I know this was a dream item that you and your staff really worked hard upon a year ago. Started small. It's grown a lot this year. You had the car in the weight room coming out with you last year. What makes it the perfect tie-in with cars and EMU football? Yeah, just again, Coach Blaney, uh, a little over a year ago, you know, came up with the idea of having a car show in the factory at the parking lot, right, during a football game. Um, and it's, it is who we are here in, in Southeast Michigan. And uh, so just this perfect fit. It was, a, it was a really good atmosphere last year. And, you know, from what we're hearing from, you know, the administration and marketing and all that, it's, 
going to be uh, upwards of three times as big. And right. um, it just got, you know, it's been very well received. And yeah, it just it just fits, um, you know, who we are. We're, we're excited about, uh, you know, fans coming to enjoy uh, two different shows. What was your first car? Uh, my first car was after I graduated from college. Um, went back to Seattle and my folks, uh, helped me out with a used Honda Civic and, uh, slapped me on my butt and said, go get them, Tiger. <laughs> so you're so. saying that Honda Civic probably won't qualify for to be in the car. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain that, uh that it will not be showing up at the car show. Coach and I both had the same first cars. Mine was also a Civic as well. There we, you go. we appreciate your time, Coach. Best of luck against UMass this week. It'll be a tremendous atmosphere. And as always, we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks a lot. There's only one podcast in Washtenaw County that takes you inside the athletic department every single week. The Eastern Insider Podcast. Your home for all things Eastern all the time. This has been another edition of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or your home smart device for all of our episodes on demand.